Good afternoon, everyone. This is um, the Ann Land and Bertha Henschel Memorial Funds Commission meeting being called to order. The time is 4.02. Uh, will the clerk please call the roll and we will establish a quorum. Commissioner Leary. Present. Commissioner Corbs. Present. Commissioner McIntosh. Present. Commissioner Smith. Present. Commissioner Yanez. Commissioner Zamanudin. Present. We have quorum. Thank you. This meeting is being audio and video recorded. If you would like to speak on an item, we ask that you call 916-808-7216 and follow the prompts or submit an e-comment through the city's website. Um, the first item on the agenda is the consent calendar. Uh, Clerk, do we have any uh, members of the public who would like to speak on this item? We do have a caller and we'll be connecting them shortly. Thank you. Our first caller may have hung up. We'll, uh, we do have a second caller and we'll be connecting them shortly. It appears the second caller hung up as well. We have no callers for this item. Thank you, Janelle. Um, do we have any commissioners with comments on the item? All right. Um, does anyone want to make a motion to um, approve the meeting minutes? I'll move that we approve the minutes of the February 17th, 2021 commission meeting as published. There a second. Second. Thank you. Any further discussion? All right. Uh, Clerk, will you please call the roll? Commissioner Leary? Aye. Commissioner Corbs? Aye. Commissioner McIntosh? Aye. Commissioner Smith? Aye. Commissioner Samanudin? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you. Um, we'll now move to the second item on the agenda, review and approve the grant process documents for the 2022 grant cycle. Um, the recommendation for, from staff is to pass a motion approving the updates to the 2022 annual commission funding priorities, the awards matrix, and the grant guidelines and application documents. Do we have any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? We don't. 
There are no callers on this item. Now I can hear you. Okay, sorry. We have no callers for this item. Thank you, Janelle. Um, do we have any commissioners who would like to speak? Maybe we should start in um, discussing the annual funding priorities um, as item number one. Does that work for everyone? No commissioner comments. Oh, Talbot, I don't think we can hear you. Trying to find them in the thousand pages that <laughs> we got sent. I apologize. No problem. So I think um, this year, since we're starting our new um, funding process in theory, um, we need to set our annual priorities. Um, as a commission. So that I think is the biggest priority on this topic. And I'm happy to um, share my thoughts while everyone's getting settled. Um, based on the um, community needs assessments that we were sent, I think our priorities, um, our number one priority should be for services for individuals and families at risk of homelessness. Um, so um, helping assistance with emergency shelters, transitional housing, um, other housing assistance programs, um, and particularly prioritizing um, housing pro uh, programs that include wraparound services um, and sort of peace management and mental health programs within their housing um, program is, uh, I think, important. And then the other priority that I saw um, was providing uh, nutrition assistance, uh, particularly for the elderly and at-risk youth population. So those would be my suggestions for priorities for this year, but um, I'm looking forward to hearing other commissioner comments. You know, one of the things that uh, jumped out at me uh, was the mental health aspects, because I don't know that very many of the community-based organizations have applied to us for funding. And based on these needs assessments, there, there is a need. Um, the caveat being, of course, that the Prop 63 funds, uh, the S County of Sacramento appears to be flush in funding for mental health needs. So, you know, I'm of, I'm of two minds, but, you know, I think, I think organizations like WIND and El Hogar should, should be applying to us. Thoughts? I thought would be that our our pool of money is very small compared to what the county has for mental or there are, what exists for mental health services, and so I'm not necessarily um, surprised that they're not coming to us. Um, plus, we have a whatever forty year fifty year history of of funding primarily food and transportation types of programs and some housing as well. Um, 
So I think it, it may be that people are just used to not coming to us for those kinds of things. Um, but that's just a conjecture on my part. I have no, no evidence to back that up. Um, it's just a lot, you know, a lot of history. But I think that um, food and housing um, are, are great um, priorities for us for this year. I would agree with Allison. And I agree too. I mean, obviously housing, food, um, but a lot of these charities come to us for strictly transportation. And so, you know, are we going to have a list? I mean, are we going to list these out? Allison, or how are, you know, how many priorities do we want to have? I guess the question is. Yeah, that's a good question. We haven't really talked about that in the past. My, my recollection of our discussions of the new grant funding process, we haven't decided on like a set number of priorities. Um, in also in thinking about this, you know, the, their compliance or alignment with whatever we end up choosing for priorities um, is only one of the factors that we're going to be looking at in the like long list of other factors that we're going to be looking at. So I don't think like necessarily that if we don't have transportation as a strategic priority for this year that we can't fund transportation programs. It's just that they'll get a lower um, priority when we're ranking our organizations. So um, I don't know if other commissioners have thoughts on that um, or if there, anyone has an idea about how many priorities we should set. My my thinking is kind of that we typically don't get that wide of a range of requests. Like it usually is housing, food, and transportation. So I think well, prioritizing three is- um, I, I agree with you, but then I remember um, if it's WEAVE that they want money specific. I think, I can't remember if it was this year or last year that the money was going to just specifically electricity to you know, have the lights turn on at their safe house. And again, that does, I mean, yes, that falls into housing in order to have housing for, for the homeless, but um, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's all encompassing. You know, in the past, um, Allison, when we were first trying to tease this out, we did it in a subcommittee and it's um, part of me is leaning toward the idea that we need to do that because there was so much data provided to us, you know, no one person can absorb everything that was given to us. Yeah, I don't disagree. My only concern with this year's funding process is that it's already May and we have to publish the application soon. And I wanna be able to publish what our strategic priorities are with the application if we're gonna be using them as criteria for how to choose funding. Okay. So um, I think maybe moving forward, it definitely makes sense to create a subcommittee to like really dive deep on what the annual priorities should be and then report back to the full committee. Um, but for this year, I don't know that we have time. Janelle, do you know when the um, application is going to go live? According to the tentative guidelines um, being reviewed in this meeting, they would go out in September. But the um, application for 2022 grant funding, is that going to go online? Oh, that's August year? 20th. That would it's become... August 20th. Yes, that would become available mid-August. Okay, so we need to have our priorities done before then. Um, 
So if, if everyone's comfortable just picking our priorities today and then, because this is our just our annual priorities. And I know in some of the other documents that we're going to be talking about later, we also have discussed setting like a four-year more in-depth, um, you know, strategic goals of the commission. Um, That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that piece. Okay, yeah. So maybe... Um, I don't, I don't think we have time to implement that piece this year, but maybe for next year, we'll have the strategic goals of the commission be a subcommittee and have them report out um, later on. Great, okay. I, I would agree with you, Allison, that we need to do the strategic priorities, but this is our first year of trying this. And so I think it's better just to stick with annual priorities and then let a subcommittee there's nothing that says the subcommittee can't start work right now based on what we already have um, I noticed I I went through in about an hour the, the thousand pages we were sent um, and looked I looked in the index for items that I thought might be pertinent to the discussion and kind of skipped to those um, but I, I, a lot of the data is from 18 or 19. Um, mm. There's nothing from 2020, which I think will substantially could, not will, but could substantially change what those, what the data looks like. And so um, I would be concerned about basing anything on data that that's, that's that old, given what I heard from during my site visits about the explosion and the need for food, for example. So any other commissioner comments on the annual priorities or is there a motion for this year's annual priorities? Well, I wonder if there's a way of making a, a generic um, statement so we could say housing, food, and then um, like COVID related disruptions of service or something along those lines. I'm not yeah, sure like, how easy that would be to define <laughs> for our grantees. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know how they would apply for like special COVID assistance. <laughs> well, there are a lot of COVID relief grants out there um, that probably a lot of these organizations have already applied for um, because you just show what you were able to provide the previous year and then what you were able to provide in 2020 and you show the, you know, the dynamic drastic changes. Right. Um, Yosef here, I have, a, I have a question. So maybe more so because my experience with the committee is you know, a little, little more new, but so with these priorities, is this more so encouraging certain organizations uh, more than others to apply that kind of have more focus within that sector? Yeah, I think the idea was for us to get our, um, you know, message out about what particular, what particular needs in our community have we seen that aren't being met and maybe encouraging organizations that are meeting those needs to apply for funding that maybe currently aren't applying for funding. I think the other, um, you know, purpose was really just to make our funding process a little bit more transparent. So people when, um, even people that have been applying to us for years, maybe they just understand a bit better how we're prioritizing where our money goes. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. But we're not, we're not necessarily though mis- unencouraging or, or, or um, you know, organizations that don't focus within our priorities, right? So I mean, like mental health, for example, uh, I was trying to find the organization because there was one, I think last year that applied and um, I think he was a gentleman somewhere in North Sac and he was using the funds for what we were trying to use, you know, to fund for. But um, anyways, you know, I think that just because of COVID, uh, you know, mental health has you know, spiked dramatically. And, you know, you can see that with, you know, the suicide rates and all that. So, you know, I, I think that should be a focus, but, you know, I don't want to discourage, uh, you know, those organizations if they do have a focus in mental health. I think that the need for that probably has increased since last year. You know, I don't want to make it to where they're discouraged just because we're focusing on these two other sectors. I mean, is, is that is that kind of what I'm what I'm hearing? I mean, what, would that organization be a little more discouraged to apply versus you know an organization that just does food and shelter? I don't think we're trying to discourage anyone. Um, we're trying to let the applicants know these are our priorities, and so if you're addressing these priorities, you might score higher in the funding process which means you may get a larger percentage of what you ask for. Um, But we're not saying we're not going to give money to anybody that provides these services. It's just a, it's letting people know how we're evaluating them um, during the funding process. Okay. And maybe we can make that clear on whatever document we put forward that, you know, outlines our strategic priorities. Maybe we can explicitly say like, these aren't the exclusive programs we're funding, but we've seen a need for these programs and want to um, prioritize them in our funding. But if you have a program that falls outside of these strategic priorities, feel free to continue to apply. Right, okay. How do, um, and this has probably been asked before, but how do charities hear about our funds? Because we don't get that many I mean, there's a fair amount, but it's not overwhelming. It's not a hundred. So is it word of mouth or is it, how do they hear about it? Yeah, maybe Janelle can speak a little bit more to how it's advertised. I know a lot of applicants, obviously, that we've seen over and over again, just the same ones. Just, yeah, the same ones that keep applying. And, I, I and they're Janelle... the ones that I think rely on that specific amount of funding. We've been giving it to them. And then what happens if there's suddenly a hundred grants? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out like what, how, how, I don't know, Janelle, if you have an answer to that, how do they find out about the opportunity? So every year after the application and guidelines are made available um, and we're ready to post, we post it on the city's website. We publish it in the letter. Uh, we also post to social media. We also reach out to contacts at various uh, nonprofit management organizations and nonprofit advocacy organizations that are in contact with a number of Sacramento nonprofits uh, that also publish their own newsletters uh, to try to get the word out to as many community based. I do believe that the number uh, is rather limited in scope because of the size of the individual. Most nonprofit organizations that have larger capacity uh, are not applying for grants this small. Okay, that helps. I, I, I didn't know how the word got out. I asked the same question my first year, Karen. 
They do advertise it like on the impact foundry and places like that, that nonprofits are used to going to on a regular basis to check for funding opportunities. So it, it is out there. It's just, it's, we do that walk that fine line. We, you know, what, what happens if we do get a hundred applications? Yeah. What are the ramifications of that? So. Right, right. Okay, thank you. And as far as our priorities, I mean, I think that maybe if it's even just mentioned housing to help, um, you know, men, women, and children, indigent, unhoused, and it's wraparound services, maybe that might encompass everything we're talking about with transportation, mental health, from electricity to keep the lights going, you know what I mean? Just, you know, that seems to be the word right now, wraparound services. And, and I think that what we're doing will encompass all of that. I agree. So where would we put that? And where would we put that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the um, on the grant guidelines, I think it said we were going to create a document. So I guess the like we would write a blurb and put it in a document that would post to the application website. Um, but is the is the consensus that we just want to focus on um, housing and homelessness? with wraparound services, um, would that be our strategic priority for the year or also nutrition assistance? I think food is really important because not everybody is homeless that is hungry, especially with the um, eviction moratorium that's currently in place. There may be people who are absolutely food insecure, but they have a bed to sleep in because of that. So I would hate to see us focus only on housing when I think there's a great need for food. I absolutely agree. And I mean, I guess that's kind of like, so then where, where do we... And then you can go on. Well, there's people that might have housing and might have food, but they're not able to have transportation to go get their food or, or what, you know what I mean? Like where, I don't know where we're going to draw the line, but maybe if those are our three housing, food, transportation, as well as other wraparound services, maybe in that context. Transportation kind of is a wraparound service in my mind. Well, I would think that food is too. No, no, um, because food banks only, you know, some of them just provide food. They don't provide okay. wraparound services. Okay. So can I interject? This is Wanda. What, it, what is the definition of wraparound? I'm sorry, um, gentlemen, I have no, 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 no internet. And I tried putting those 40 digits and I made an error and then it had to start all over. I gave up and started the phone. <laughs> No problem. What do you, what's the definition of wraparound? Wraparound services typically refers to the services that um, individuals receive when they are receiving ho like housing assistance. If they're in an um, emergency shelter or transitional housing where they'll get mental health care, they'll get referrals to um, you know, substance abuse clinics, they'll get 
um, you know, so what, every type of service that, yeah, it's, it's any type of service that they might need in order to become self-sufficient out of that transitional housing program. Typically. Because the, 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 the city already is pouring a whole bunch of money into homelessness. So my take would be more into the nutrition, the food, you know, what Tablet was saying. Is everyone, can Janelle answer that question as to how, I, I heard it was like millions of dollars going there. Do we know exactly what the dollar amount is? I don't know if Janelle knows this answer. Sorry, I don't know that. I don't know the figure. Okay. Janelle, if you can do me a favor, send me the, the, the Zoom link. Maybe I can do that on my cellular phone. I emailed you prior to the meeting. Got the agenda. Okay. I, I feel like this is a kind of like a really hot topic. <laughs> so are we, are we supposed to, at this point, figure out the, like the top priorities, essentially like top three and then vote on it? Yeah, we need to, yeah, identify what our annual priorities are going to be and then we need to vote on it. If someone wants to make a motion of what the annual priorities um, should be. Let me take a shot at this. <laughs> so I move that the mission set as its annual funding priorities, um, food and shelter, particularly shelter that includes wraparound services. Are you excluding um, transportation or are you including transportation in this thing? I think well, it's my opinion that that transportation might be part of wraparound services if it's in conjunction with food or um, in conjunction with shelter. I see. I agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are long time, there are, what's that? Oh, I was just going to ask Wanda, was that a second? <laughs> yes, uh, make, make, I, I, I move to second that motion. Okay, thank you. With wraparound services and food. Okay, so there's a motion and a second. Is there any more discussion? I, sorry, I interrupted you, Talbot. <laughs> oh, um, I was just going to acknowledge that there is at least one grantee that is a long-time grantee that will that this they will have to re refocus their grant request in a dramatic way to um, not be negatively impacted by this at least one which one the one that gives out bus passes, Talbot? And takes people grocery shopping and... But wouldn't the... that fall under transportation services? That isn't, that isn't part of what, I, what the motion included. The motion was food and housing with a focus on housing that includes wraparound services. So did we not agree that wraparound services included transportation? I thought we agreed on that. 
we did but <laughs> what if it's an organization that isn't providing shelter that we've previously funded transportation bus thing tokens etc for the wraparound services have to be provided in conjunction with housing assistance that's wraparound services are part of a housing assistance program okay because then i know that yeah one of the one of the places that i spoke to then wouldn't be able to get funding so i no, think no. They, they won't yeah. not be able to get funding they'll just on this one criteria they won't have is it in line with our annual priorities it doesn't mean that they won't get funding you know, if I could kind of inject, I, I think this, that, that exact comment is kind of what I thought too at first initially. So I, I feel like unless there's going to be some kind of statement, you know, bold that says, you know, we're, that this is more of the focus this year because of kind of what happens and, you know, what we're, we're seeing potentially might happen with, you know, uh, what's happening around us. But, you know, you're still encouraged to apply, right? It's just this is, you know, what we might focus on. So it's just, I think the, the language and the verbiage has to be pretty pretty sensitive of the fact that, you know, if someone's looking at it, they might think, you know, I mean, maybe I can't actually, you know, qualify and, you know, in turn actually might get discouraged without our intention of actually discouraging them. So, um, you know, so I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if that's a part of the kind of motion package we can put, you know, to have something like that. Cause I think there's other sectors that are still kind of important and I don't want to discourage them to where they don't actually apply at all. But that if that's going to be our priorities, like, like we have priorities, then it comes time to vote on how much money we're going to be giving them. And we go back to our priorities are this, and we have some places that are asking specifically for transportation that where they're not providing housing, should we not be giving them as much? That's, that's what I think is going to happen is they will score lower and so that will mean they'll get less of what they asked. They asked for X, they may get 50% of X or 20% of X instead of 100% of X. Because in the past, we've given, no one's ever gotten everything they asked for. And with our new criteria, someone who addresses our priorities very well and, of course, has all the other things that we're measuring them on, um, could get 100% of what they asked for, and somebody else could get 20%. So in the past, we've probably with it been, been, been within about, I would guess, 15 or 20% of giving people what they ask for, as far as like somebody might get 60% and somebody might get 40%, but they all get around the same amount of what they asked for. And so I think this is going to push people up that scale and down that scale, which if we, since we've already decided we want priorities, then that is an appropriate thing to happen. And people will be able to see why it happened. Okay, so we have a motion in a second and it sounded like Yosef made a friendly amendment to the motion, Talbot, would you accept a friendly amendment that we clarify in our strategic priorities that we would still encourage people who aren't meeting these strategic priorities to apply? Um, yeah, I'm not sure I love exactly those words, but I, I, ex I accept the premise, absolutely. Okay. 
Um, great. Um, and I don't mind if it gets words that part of the of what we put out in our application package gets wordsmithed a bit. Sure. So is Janelle, can we? Is it possible? Maybe um, Joe or Michael can weigh in on this. If we pass this most motion, is it possible for like me and Janelle to work together to you know wordsmith whatever we need to to get this down on paper? Is that something we can do? <laughs> Are you asking Joe or Janelle? Joe or Janelle. Maybe Joe. Is that um, <laughs> an okay course of action? Clarify. I'm, ha I'm having trouble getting my computer unmuted. Uh, no problem. I thought Mike might weigh in. Uh, I don't see any trouble with that. I mean, it's, it's direction from the... Uh, Full commission today to go ahead and make those changes. Just do them. Perfect. All right. Is there any more commissioner comments on this item or on this motion? Sorry. Okay. Um, Janelle, can you please call a roll on this motion? Clarify, do you want to call roll all at once for each of or singularly? Yeah, so I think because there's a motion and a second on the floor, we should call roll on this motion just for the annual commission priorities, and then we'll move to the matrix, and then we'll you know have a motion and a second and a vote on that, and then we'll move to the grant guidelines and have a motion and a second and a vote on that, and then just to keep the discussion clear. Okay. So I have a motion for food house and housing with a focus on housing with wraparound services with an added clause to direct staff to add a clause encouraging applications. Commissioner Leary? Aye. Commissioner Corbs? Aye. Commissioner McIntosh? Aye. Commissioner Smith? Aye. Commissioner Yanez? Aye. Commissioner Samanudin? Commissioner Samanudin? Oh, can, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. So now we'll um, discuss the 2022 awards ma matrix. Do we have any commissioner comments or questions on the awards matrix? The, um, The awards matrix is just a piece of paper. <laughs> um, isn't there also something that, you know, that allows us to fill in, here's, here's how it meets this criteria, this criteria, this criteria that helps populate the awards matrix? Yeah, um, I think we only got the um, the part where we rank the applicants and say that you know X gets one hundred percent or eighty percent or sixty percent. That's the document we did got, but we didn't get the whole um, matrix 
with all of the criteria where we would score folks. Can, can I know that I have that somewhere, but can that be sent to us again, the matrix? The, this is Janelle. The reason the scoring matrix was not included is because each of the matrix lines com compare directly to what is in the grant application. So only if you're changing the grant application questions would the scoring matrix change. The reason the funding awards matrix is included is because in previous discussions, uh, there was some debate about how many applicants should be uh, awarded 100% versus 80, 60, 40% uh, based on what was available. Based on last year's available funds, uh, which was 150,000, uh, the estimated discussion would be to show um, in the attachment right now, there's five levels of a 100% award and then 80%, 60%, and so on and so forth. But that if the commissioners wished, they could choose to uh, direct a higher number of um, applicants being awarded at 100% versus 80, 40. Thanks, Janelle, for the clarification. Um, so I tried to use this matrix personally when we were doing our last year's funding um, allocation. Me too. <laughs> and it was really challenging because I put in what people had asked for and went down and listed everybody and I ended up with leftover money, which was not great. Um, <laughs> so like I ended up trying to parse it out based on, you know, my feelings about the organizations and their work. Um, but I, I don't know if anybody else found it challenging to use or if you, anyone has th thoughts on how we might improve it. I think I tried it last year too, and it absolutely drove me crazy. But last year we were using a prior, uh, earlier version of the application. This year we're sending out the application with um, questions that ask them to describe how their program meets what our goals are. And so I think this year they will give us more information to fill that out. Um, and I also think we need to acknowledge that it, if it's a nightmare this year, we need to relook at it because we don't want to make our lives miserable or Janelle's life any more miserable than we already make it. Um, <laughs> so um, I think this is a good test year, but it, the new application is designed to fit with the scoring matrix a little bit better. Yeah, but I was just... Um... I agree with you 100%. Um, but for the awards matrix that we have with the 10,000 gets 100% that that one, yes. um, I had trouble get, making the math work. Because I just, I mean, I just ended up with a lot of money left over at the end. Um, so I like tried to make it so like the top five got 100% and the next five got 90%, the next five got 80. And it was just like, it was really hard for me to make it pencil out to be $150,000. Um, so I don't know if there's a way to like build in more flexibility here or if we need to adjust because it obvi obviously it depends on what people are asking for. If everyone requests $10,000, that's one thing. But if they're asking for 4000 or 6000 it sort of makes it a little bit harder to get to the exactly $150,000 mark.
So if there's like, I don't know if we can think of like a process for, you know, this is what we'll use and then commissioners have discretion to, you know, award the leftover, whatever is left over after using the funding matrix. I just don't know how, I'm just trying to think through how on November, whatever date it is, when we're sitting in the in the room and we give Janelle our, you know, scores and then she puts the ranks together and we plug these in, what's going to happen when we have less than or more than $150,000 on the table there. Right. Yeah, the, the way it's designed uh, is, a, is a shell and it's up to us to decide how we want it to work. So um, it, was, it was taken off of the one that the Sacramento Metropolitan Arts Commission used to use, um, but we have plenty of leeway and I'm sure Joe would agree with that, that if we want to do 10, the 10 organizations at 100%, you know, and then 10 at 80%, I mean, we have that flexibility. Yeah. Um. So I have a question. Um, so I found my matrix. Sorry. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I just thought, so I wouldn't have to look for it, but I found it. But I mean, it's still somewhat subjective, right? So I mean, if it fits with the purpose, well, we just came up with our priorities, right? Um, I'm the only one that's filling out the matrix for, or are we all filling out a matrix for each individual? Yep, so we're all gonna fill out the matrix for each organization right. and each that'll get us- Based on their proposal, yeah. their application, excuse me. Right. Yeah, they'll okay. get a score and then we'll give our scores to Janelle and then she'll rank the organizations based on the scores that we give her. Okay, that, I, I just wanted to make sure because I thought I would be the only one doing it for mine, you would be the only one doing it, so it's not, so we're gonna do them for all of them. Okay, so leading up to this, to the November meeting, we'll be having some homework. Yeah. <laughs> more than more than normal. Okay. Okay. All right. And with the the two week fix your application period that we've built in, we'll have a much we'll have a shorter time to do that as well. We'll have a busy couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here here's my question. Is this if we post this awards matrix with the application, but just the, not the matrix that we're using to score, just the funding, the one that was in the agenda packet. <laughs> um, if we post that with our application during the November meeting, will we have the, the ability like in real time to move these 180, 60% awards around? It could be designed to do that. Yeah. I'm wondering if we post it, there's there's 29 lines on this and I don't know how it, how it ended up with 29, but um, we didn't get that many applicants in the past. And so if we got 22 applicants or something, then we'd only get down to like the 40% um, thing, 40% level. Um, it's hard to describe to applicants how how we're going to get to this matrix, um, and I'm wondering if we should post it at all, um, or if we should use it as a tool for ourselves and then 
um, allow allow each commissioner to adjust it to get to the 150 for them, and then is it then turn it over to Janelle, which begs the question: How does she how does she figure out what the combined one looks like? Yeah. My understanding of the process when we first talked about it was that we wouldn't be giving, a, we as commissioners wouldn't be recommending money award amounts. We would just give it, be giving Janelle a score of like how we think the organization fits within our metrics. And then she would use our scores to rank the organizations. And then those ranked organizations would automatically be plugged into a matrix like this one where they would get 100 versus 20 or percent of, you know, what they asked for. Average but, out. But the, but the scores just average out from all the, the scores that we give them on the matrix. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. um, so that's where I'm also, struggling. Yeah, I'm also struggling with if somebody has a score of 64 and the next person has 63, but we don't have any more slots in the 80% or the even or the sixty percent or whatever, um, is there a way for us to adjust for that? You know, scores being off by one and somebody getting twenty percent less money because of that. Other commissions have just moved the moved it. I just round like, up. Or, you know. Yeah, they put the sixty three into the group with the sixty four. So that cohort then has you know six people in it, six groups in it. Okay. Yeah, maybe Lori, if you just described sort of how other, it would be helpful for me just to like figure out how other commissioners use this matrix. I'm not really following, I don't think. Okay, so so everything that everybody's described is pretty, pretty much, you know, the way I've seen it play out where each commissioner is going to give a score based on, you know, quantifiable data and some, you know, qualitative, but those scores will then go to, um, Janelle, she'll rank them just like you said, and then it will that will auto populate into the matrix, which will have formulas built into it, and it'll give us a total at the bottom. That if if we if we did five, you know, five in each cohort, what does that get us to? And if it gets us to like one hundred and twenty thousand, but we still have one hundred and fifty to give, then we make a decision as a as a commission, we're like, well, obviously that one that got a 63 should be bumped up to the next tier. So do that, Janelle. And she does that and then it auto calculates. And then we just keep giving feedback until it gets to the 150. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. It also gives commissioners, you know, the opportunity to advocate on behalf of, you know, some of the programs that they feel really strongly about. While, okay. still, while still, you know, looking at quali qualitative and quantitative data, it, it still gives us the opportunity to use both those skills. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so I got, I got one question. So if, you know, we come up with these scores and kind of, you know, the examples that I'm hearing, if, you know, it's a little over the limit or a little under, I know if it goes a little over the, uh, according to I mean, last year, I think the year before, also part of it, they, they have a little bit of a wiggle room, right? If we, you know, if it's, we were for granted 150, they can go to like 155, you know, they have, they have somewhat of a wiggle room, right? Um, I mean, is it, would it be unfair to kind of suggest to have kind of the same thing downward? Like if it's, 
you know, if we're kind of stuck in this situation and, you know, you know, not really figuring out where to allocate, you know, like three, $4,000, can we just choose for that to just go back into the fund so it can kind of regenerate for the next year and just kind of grow? Yeah, I think we can always choose not to give the full amount. I don't know that I would want to do that. I'd be inclined to give as much money as possible, but um, it sounds like there's, it's, this isn't designed to be like very stringent. It's just sort of a guideline and we can play with it. So if we had like 10,000 left over and we decided we'll just divide $10,000 equally among the bottom, you know, five who only got 40% of their award, we can just, just make that decision on the fly and that would be fine. Yes. Okay. So Janelle, do you need anything more from us on this particular item or do you just need to, us to approve this? Do we have to post this with the application or can we just, I'm, I don't know <laughs> what our next steps are here. So for clarification, I don't believe it was ever intended to be uh, posted publicly. It was meant to be a tool to be utilized during the November meeting, simply a calculation point uh, for percentage of levels of funding not based on the 10,000 amounts that you see written on the document itself. Um, and secondly, uh, because it is part of the review and approve, I, I do believe we need a you need to vote on it. Yeah. Okay. Is there can a motion? I just, can I just make a clarification? So if we're in the, if we only get down to the 40% um, and we have some extra money, then it could be that we choose to um, if somebody had a score of 50 and somebody else had a score of 40, that we adjust the percentage based on their final score, as well as adjusting the dollar amounts too, right? That's an option for us? Yeah, it sounds like we have a lot of flexibility. Okay. I just want to be sure we all are thinking in the same direction to keep November, whatever that date is, from being zoo <laughs> yeah we might have some growing pains that day <laughs> yeah. oh i i yeah, i fully expect <laughs> okay so is there a motion to approve the awards matrix i'll motion to approve is there a second i'll second thank you uh any more discussion um janelle can you please call the roll Commissioner Leary. Commissioner Leary. Aye. Commissioner Corbs. Aye. McIntosh. Aye. Commissioner Smith. Aye. Commissioner Yanez. Aye. Commissioner Samanudin. Aye. Motion passes. Thank you. So the last um, piece of this agenda item is the 2022 grant guidelines and application um, documents. So is there any um, discussion of commissioners on this item? Comfortable with it? <laughs> Is there a motion uh, to approve the grant guidelines and application documents? I'll, I'll make that motion. Thanks, Lori. Motion to approve. 
Thanks, Thomas. Um, any further discussion? Janelle, can you call the roll? Commissioner Leary? Aye. Commissioner Corbs? Aye. Commissioner McIntosh? Aye. Commissioner Smith? Aye. Commissioner Yanez? Aye. Commissioner Zamanudin? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you, Janelle. We will now move to item three on our agenda, review and comment on draft regulation for procedures uh, for awarding grants and provide direction to staff. So um, Janelle, do we have any members of the public who would like to speak on this item? We have no callers for this item. Um, do we have any commissioner comments on this item? I'd just like to say to Joe and to Michael that um, we really appreciate your hard work on this. Um, I know it was a, a feat. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's evident that you guys worked really diligently and took all of our feedback and, and, and incorporated it into this document. We appreciate that. I second that. <laughs> well, I'm glad we hit the mark. <laughs> so um, unless there's more commissioner comments, is there a motion? I'll move that we um, accept the draft, uh, or we approve the draft regulations. I don't, do we need to say what regulations they are, Joe, or just? No, that's identified in the motion. Okay. On the agenda, so. Okay, I move that we approve the draft regulations as presented by legal staff. Is there a second? I second. Thank you. Any further discussion? All right, Janelle, can you please call the roll? So this item was not asking for approval, was asking for review and comment. I'm not sure oh. if we need a motion. Do we have to approve them in order for them to go to the council? No, I... I'm Half, half awake here. No, all we need is direction that the uh, uh, regulation is in uh, appropriate shape to be presented to the city council. Oh, great. Well, thank you, Joe. Sorry, we have an, a motion we don't need. So I assume, Talbot, you're okay with us removing your motion from the floor. I withdraw my motion. <laughs> Darn. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Um, we will now receive uh, public comment from uh, any speakers on matters that are not on the agenda. Clerk, do we have any members of the public who would like to speak? I have no callers for this item. Thank you. Do we have any commissioners with comments or questions or ideas for future meetings? I'd just like to say that from the, from the start of the work group that started working on our process and identifying the need for regulations and all of that till now we've made great progress as a group and I want to acknowledge the people that were on that group because it, I was not um, and I want to acknowledge all the staff's hard work in getting us to this point I think they've made things 
much better. We'll know in February um, if there's more work to do, but I really, I think we ought to acknowledge all of the work of the people who are involved in getting us here. Thank you, Talbot. Yes, that's, um, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, I just wanted to ask Janelle, do we have any updates on, I know we have two commissioner seats that are open. Um, will we have more commissioners at the next meeting or is that um, TBD? I just wanna know if we're gonna create a subcommittee to look at our four year you know, strategic priorities in the future, if we should do that. We should probably wait until we have some new commissioners on just to get everybody involved. But um, I don't know where we're at. So to date, we have not yet received any applications for the open um, positions. So I don't, I don't have any, um, I don't have any potential commissioners being vetted by PP&E. Okay, no problem. Thanks. Um, any other commissioner comments or questions? If you guys know anybody who might want to serve on this commission, <laughs> encourage them to apply. Um, okay, well, with that, this meeting is adjourned at uh, 4.59. Thanks, guys, so much. Everybody. All right.